Hey, audio listeners. Uh, so we record this podcast like late at night, and I wasn't being very conscious of like where my microphone position was. I kind of like lifted it up a little bit, um, like up, up and close to me. I was petting a cat, and I don't know why. For some reason, it sounds like I'm breathing really, really heavy. So it kind of, it kind of gets in the way of like the enjoyment of some words. So that's my apologies. Um, something we'll work on, but like. This podcast was at like three o'clock in the morning, uh, just super randomly. Mike didn't even know what was going on. So hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Bye. Oh, no, no. Nothing like that. <laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to uh, this podcast. It's, I don't know, it's really late at night. I'm joined by my good friend, Brother Soul. Um, we're both just up super late right now, and we haven't done a podcast in a while, and we've been talking about it. It's something that we still like really wanted to do, but there's a lot that was going on in life. Uh, my last podcast was really like more emotional and things, but um, I started to like have a lot of things going on. I like I moved to Washington, and I was trying to get situated there, but then we went from you know being in an apartment to being to a house. I switched jobs. I had four different jobs while I was out there. And then I moved back because I got a job offer to come back here. So there was a lot going on in life. And it, never did I feel like I had time to like set like a schedule for myself. So, But I'm back in my hometown. And I just kind of want to get back into this routine of it because I like talking. And I think it's been well for me to talk aloud my thoughts with people. And it's very like... Because, Mike, we talked about it a little bit before, and you said it was, um, like, therapeutic, right? That is correct. So. That is the most definitely correct. It's, uh, it's, it, it's great to just get, like, things off of your chest. Right. And, by the way, I'm on bed right now, so you guys are technically in bed with me, <laughs> so this is total talk shit. That you is know? true. That is true. Hold on. Let me. Okay. Let me just, I'm going to turn up your volume on Discord just a little bit. Not because you're quiet or anything, but I think it's just because I also have, like, my desktop audio lowered on the recording software, so you probably came in just a little low. So, all right, so yeah, I upped you just a bit. Okay, so, um, so yeah, uh, Mike right now is laying in bed. I, like I said, it's super late, and we're just on call together. Um... And so you're not hearing his buttery voice on his new uh, microphone. It's actually so nice. His his new no, mic. It's, it's so buttery. Uh, you know, you want to know what else is buttery? You well, know, what else is buttery? This this adjusts to a new life set that I've been introduced. You know, from working from the grocery store to now working at a pharmacy. Yeah. Um, it's a, a life just be hitting people with curveballs. Yeah. Um, a lot of times can be great. And also there's, there's bad, but you, you got to take the good with the bad. Not everything going to be, you know, a nice uh, peachy and um, beautiful golden path. You know, some of those days are going to be sad, and some of those days are going to be, you know, like, hey, yo, I found a dollar. And people are going to say, well, it's only a dollar. 
You know, some people just appreciate that dollar a little bit more than others. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's a dollar you didn't have. Uh, yeah, but so. people don't see it that way, man. Yeah. Yeah, some people take, uh, like, it's uh, the little things, you know? Just little things in life some yeah. people don't take for, um, or people take for granted. Like, they don't learn, like, and you got to learn to appreciate it because eventually you're going to stop finding dollars on the ground. That's, that's for sure. Just like in, uh, when we were younger and staying up on schools nights. Uh-huh. And then you're all like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to do this. And here we are, grown adults paying bills. <laughs> and, you know, just you know, yeah. having to commit to a specific uh, lifestyles that we didn't want, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. There's... um. You know, I don't think anyone was really striving, or I guess like yeah, as a kid, you're like, uh, I don't want to go to school, I don't want to do my homework, and now like you become an adult, and you're like, I don't want to do, I don't want to pay my bills, I don't want to go to work, I don't want to do my taxes, I don't want to deal with this, and so, you know, just as you get older, you get uh, these like responsibilities that just get piled and piled onto you, and there's no way to avoid them because. It's just the way we have to live our life. Um, so I wanted to, like, you you mentioned like, you know, life changed for you, where you now have this amazing opportunity to not only learn but work while learning, um, in the pharmaceutical industry, um, and from the looks or from the sound of it, your boss is really cool. He gets you. And it's it's um, been a great change for you, where you went from working at a grocery store for people that didn't seem the brightest on managing, to now just having a whole new environment. That is uh, correct. I mean, it's it's. I I feel like this is gonna sound dumb, but I feel like I'm an abused puppy. <laughs> you know. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, what I mean, what I what um, I mean by being an abused puppy, is um, <laughs> you know, it's a, that 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 bit of trauma because like, it was technically my first, um, legal job, whereas like you know, I mean like, I I helped out a bit. My aunt had a restaurant, and, you know, I did I did a, a jobs for her, you know, but like it was more of like a family like you know thing, and then you know it's just like. Uh, she she would pay me here and there. It was like kind of like a chore, you know. Uh-huh. Like I'd I'd work at like off days, you know, like every now and then for like a couple of hours, maybe like three, four, and um, <laughs> she'd pay me. But the the grocery job was probably like my first actual like you get a schedule, you get your own paycheck, and like you know like type thing. And I don't know why I put up with it for so long uh-huh. um it, it's me more or less being lazy i guess i want to say and i hate that about myself because i know that my in, in myself i have all this potential uh-huh. but i was just wasting it working at a grocery store because i felt like hey this is okay and like you know my co- some of my coworkers are pretty okay so, you know, I mean, this uh, this job was giving me minimum wage 
And I, it, if I if I'm looking back at it, it was honestly highway robbery because if I would have known that like I could get a job like the one I landed on right now, I would have been in a much better position than wasted those like maybe like let's see, I started at twenty uh sixteen. Six years, <laughs> almost maybe, you know, working at that grocery store. Wait, was it really that long? <laughs> it was since 2016, all the way to oh the November God. of this uh, upcoming year. And I put up with it with um, just minimum wage. You know? Oh. <laughs> not ideal. If I would have, yeah, that is not ideal. <laughs> so um, Definitely not. You know, I applied at this job as a joke because it was something that I was already pursuing on my free time. I was studying this independently because I have a friend who has his teaching credential for this pharmacy stuff. And um, he was going to independently give me the course and take me as an actual student. And um, it didn't turn out so well because his schedule was very busy and it didn't correspond with my schedule uh-huh. um and by that i mean that my man took like two vacations and was spending time with family right, right. <laughs> so i took matters in my own hand um my sister actually sent me this uh pictures like saying like hey you know aren't, aren't you doing this looked at the flyer and i saw that they were hiring for a training position that would pay for my schooling uh-huh. while I worked hands-on. And I I went in there, applied as a joke, went in to, for an interview like maybe like the next week. And um, I, I I remember, I think I, I called you and I told you that um, I, I, I nailed the interview, you know, and they, they yeah, hired yeah. me on the spot. And um, it's uh, it was just interesting because like, a lot of the times you go in there and like, you know, like people tell you like, obviously there's the do's and don'ts when you go on in an interview, you know, like they, they ask you a question of how you spend your free time. You're not going to say that you're, uh, uh, yeah, I spend my time partying with my friends and, you know, just like staying up till midnight, going door to door, you know, seeing what was good, you know, not saying that that's what I do, but I was, for once, like, I felt like I didn't need to like kind of, you know, make up a scenario of like, oh, I go to church on Sunday with my family. Um, you know, uh, I helped Bob last week with his, uh, you know, he was uh, working on a barbecue grill. And, you know, I mean, I just was like, okay, so, you know, I, I work at a grocery store. My life's shit, you know. Um, this stuff happened in family situations where it's, uh, you know, I, I had to accept the change. Right. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's just been hard and I just need that little extra step. I feel like I've gotten enough experience out of my spot, not because I hated the job, but because I needed something new, something like an upgrade, you know, I need more money. I need uh, to work towards something that I need to set for my future, you know, cause uh, it, we're, we're not getting any younger, right. you know? And working at the grocery store for minimum wage wasn't going to do anything for me, but maybe for my future wife or my kids. I needed to secure a job that's going to give me some good benefits, 
and you know at least i can have like a decent schedule maybe like even like because the pharmacy is a job where you can just you know it's 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 always going to need work you know mm -hmm. people always need the medicine you yeah. know and then like that's something that's never going to go away just like there's like jobs like plumbing elect electric electrical uh, electricians and you know i just felt like you know i was just like hey you know i mean this isn't what I had in mind when I was younger, but you know, it's good enough for to where I can say I'm happy that I'm doing it. And as uh, of right now, I've been working there for like maybe four, yeah, four, maybe five months. And so far everything's great. I, I never would have imagined that I would have like these amazing bosses that are just like very kind cooperative and actually listen to you from coming from a place where like you ask them for something and they say that they'll get back to you and just ignore you and just like <laughs> refuse anything you say to like where you ask them something and they give you a response right away like oh i'll see about you know how how your day off uh you know that you wanted this week it was gonna how's it gonna go you know right right it's a, it's it's an amazing change it's uh yeah. you know like i i still can't believe it you know like i'm like you just were you gonna say psych right now like you know you, 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 like no they're, they're amazing you can joke around with them um and it's not a job where it's just like i have to do everyone's work like everyone works as a team you know um one of the first things i was doing when i was like working there i kept calling my boss sir and uh a lot of the times they kept uh, yelling at me they're like dude like don't don't call me sir you know we're we're a team my name's, you know, so-and-so, call me by my name, you know, and I'm like, okay, sorry, sir. And then, you know, I was just like, I'll break out of that habit, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know, but, um, well, let, let me hear about your, your, your situation. How's the, how's your whole little origin story of yours coming along? <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what I mentioned in the previous podcast. It's been like seven months something like well, that well that's a, the, the, just regardless just give like a, right. a, a recap you know I mean, right it's, it's uh, been a yeah, while yeah yeah I'll, I'll give a i'll give a brief uh recap on things that uh took place um uh so i i went through an unfortunate breakup um then i uh got a offer to live with my friend in Washington, they've been up there for like four years. Um, you guys have heard him on the podcast, uh, Krulik or Hector. Uh, he offered me to go live with them in Washington, try it out because things down here weren't looking so hot for myself. And then there was a possible opportunity to get a job up there for uh, the data field that I was trying to get into, which I had, you know, taken some online courses for. And I went up and I interviewed, and the interview went great. Uh, but at the same time, like, uh, the company had just gotten bought out. There was new owners. There was all kinds of shifting changes. And nothing came about from the interview, which, you know, I, sh I, I didn't expect necessarily that it was a guaranteed job when I went up there, but as an opportunity. And it just didn't work out. And that's fine, because life is like that. You'll get opportunities, and sometimes they just won't land. But, you know, it's just what it is. So... I lived in Washington for about like six months and I ended up getting this, like I, I went between a couple jobs, I worked for Amazon, did 
<laughs> then I got scammed into selling phones. <laughs> this job had like marketed or a- advertised themselves as a marketing assistant. And then when you uh-huh. applied, you, uh, I got, you know, I got told to go to Bellevue, which was like 30 minutes away. And so I was like, all right, whatever. Working as a marketing assistant, but I do like a 30 minute commute. That's fine. And I thought I landed this job because I like wanted to work in data and I would help with the data. I would help like, you know, sort through the data for like marketing. And I was like, all right, you know, this would be good. This is how I'm going to get my foot in the door in the field. Uh, I'm like a couple, <laughs> I'm like half an hour away from Seattle. This is just, this is just how it'll be. This is how I'm going to grow and build. Right. So you used that like, <laughs> kind of like in, in your mindset, you thought that was going to be the stepping stone to the right. next level. Right, right. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and then I show up to the job and then they're like, yeah, uh, we want directors and we want you guys to build your own team and whatnot. But what we're going to do is you're going to go to the grocery store and you're going to try to get people to switch to AT&T. I did that for like a week. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't feel comfortable <laughs> as a person because they're like, they're like, you're not a salesperson. You're a promoter. You're not trying to sell them anything. You're just trying to let them know about AT&T's promotions that they get for shopping in Fred Myers today. And I'm like, I'm like, you're, one, you're capping because I get commission. So <laughs> let's get that out of the way. <laughs> it wasn't commission, but it was like a bonus for signing somebody up. You okay. Know? And uh, to move up, you had to, like, sell uh, 20 lines. Like, that was, like, your goal was to was to do that. And So it was a, a pyramid scheme type thing in disguise. Like, you know, you got commission, you got, like, promotions every time you hit a milestone. Yeah, as it sounds, yes. Um, but the flip side was what would happen is if you sold the 20 lines, you would move up into a position where then you'd start getting trained and you would learn about other promotions and other companies and you could start working with contracting. You'd work with other directors more um, on like one-on-ones and you would learn how to manage and build a team. Then from there, you would then get trained to be a director and then that's when you would, you know, start doing whatever. Just kind of sit down and then you, you send out your own <laughs> yeah, you your would, own party members. <laughs> yeah, you would then uh, contact companies or you would go through like whatever whatever company that you worked for you would go through them and like their list of like already like connections and then try to build your own connections um with these companies to try to promote for them and you know see what you could do and that that would be like what you would do and they had opportunities to like move around move around the country and whatnot to go to different locations most of the people there were from like um minnesota and like iowa and I just knew right off the bat that's something I didn't want to do. I try to, I try to look at bright side of things. So like whatever, like I can make this work. And I, I, I just like there's nothing more uncomfortable than having to walk up to somebody who's like coming in just to buy their groceries, and you gotta tell them like, hey, real quick, uh, have you heard about the promotions going on right now? And obviously they're gonna be like not interested. Mm-hmm. but you still have to try to sell your pitch anyways i did that for like a week and a half and then i stopped i it, it was just painful it was so bad yeah, I, I can't imagine you know i mean it, 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 for for instance did you have a like 
contract with the grocery store or was it outside of the grocery store type thing? They had a contract with the grocery store. Ah, uh, okay. So like you had like your own little like cubicle we, thing going on. We yeah, we had a little stand and one flag yeah. that like said AT&T uh-huh. on it. And then we had to specify we weren't like Fred Meyer's employee employees and we weren't AT&T employees. We were promoters. Like, we had to be specific, like, when people asked us questions. Uh-huh. So, yeah, because then you'd have, like, those people coming by, and they're like, why is my bill like this? this? <laughs> right, right. So that was, that was a very small point, but that was, like, just, like, one of the things that, like, it it annoyed me. It, it was, like, I don't want to get into the whole, like, uh, legality of, like, the, do- the job description given and then the actual work that you're given. Also, like, the pay, they lied about it. Like, on the... Uh, on the website where you would apply it, I think it was like 20 an hour. When you actually applied, it was like, no, you're actually getting paid like 13 an hour, but you get like X amount for, or you get X amount for bonus. And uh, for roughly for all the averages, it like averages out to $20 an hour. And I was like, all right, well, this is like bullshit though. But anyways, yeah. anyways, yeah, that was the whole thing. I quit that job. I ended up working for a electronic manufacturing company called uh, ATS. Uh, they got bought out. <laughs> like like three weeks into me working for them, and then when That's they and then when, when they swapped ownership, um, I got a call saying like, "Hey, we don't need you anymore. Uh, work uh, work is really slow." And then they let me go, and I was like, "All right, whatever." Like you know, it, it there was a lot of stuff <laughs> like that in Washington. Um, in between all that time, my front two tires got like uh, punctures in them. And I didn't have the money to afford for like new tires, or and it was getting increasingly difficult to find used tires. Uh, so I just like did patchworks on them constantly. They'd constantly just be flat. Um, and then my car got broken into. Uh, they stole like a backpack. They, it was the only thing they took from my car was a backpack with like seventy dollars worth of tools. That was all they took. And then I got a job. Uh, for audio control, uh, and this was like the best job. Like the people there were so cool. Environment was amazing. I worked in receiving, um, and it was a good time. Um, I did get kind of annoyed here and there with just like their organization skills, and the company just grew way too fast with like no strong foundation. So like they had mm-hmm. they had so much. Like, do- like dollar worth of equipment so it's a small building and they had like so much product so much that they couldn't fit it all in their building so they went to like a couple doors down to a printing company and asked if they could like rent out the up there upstairs for storage and they agreed so we had product at our like receiving area then we had product at another place and that place got too full with stuff so then they they bought or they rented out a shipping container from another company like next door and there was product filled in there and they had like the same product everywhere they were like oh we're short of like let's just say uh i guess clamshell 30s like we're short on clamshell 30s we know that they're in one of the other areas but instead of grabbing those they just ordered more and they order a lot so then now now we're like overflowing with a bunch of stuff that we already had instead of pull. So it was a lot of like, yeah, 
back and forth with this. But it was fun, just because, like, it was, like, eight hours a day, Monday through Friday. Uh, you got to have headphones in, and I would just kind of, you know, make, like, a little list for myself on things that I need to get done and, like, showcase and whatnot and, like, make uh look nice. And then I would just go off and do my own thing, so it was great. Um, but while I was up there, and while I was like, you know what, I could see myself working this job for the year, uh, things will be great. Uh, it looks like they're, like, really excited to for me to grow with their company. Because, like, they were, like, I guess, planning for me to end up taking over receiving and, like, taking control and, like, having everything, like, narrowed down, dialed in. I get a phone call from San Luis Obispo. And I'm like, I don't know anybody in slow. Who could be calling me? So I answer the phone. And it's like, hey, George, you applied at our company to be a data analyst um, some months ago. Um, and we just wanted to know if you're still interested. And I was like, damn, you know what, guys? I really would. But I've moved to Washington now. But thank you so much for giving me a call. And then we hang up. And then the day, the day just goes on. I'm just thinking to myself, like, eh, I should at least interview to get interview experience, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I call him back. I'm like, hey, is this going to be like a phone interview or a Zoom interview? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you. Like, yeah, it's going to be like a, a Zoom interview. Um, and I was like, oh, fantastic. I, I, You know what? I'm actually very interested. I'll definitely interview because I still have family in Santa Maria. So... If anything, I could just always move back with them and it won't be an issue and I could just come right back and work for you guys. So, yeah, I'll definitely interview. Schedule an interview. I kill it. They loved me. Um, I think right off the gate from the interview that they they knew I was their candidate. Um, But they let me know, like, hey, just by the way, we have already some other interviews scheduled, but we'll let you know by Thursday. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I'm chilling. I went through the my, the rest of my work days. And the entire time I was thinking to myself, like, even though I feel like I nailed it, and they said, like, you know, you're, you're a good candidate, I was like, I don't want to get my hopes up and say I got it. I was calling everybody. I called you. I called Joseph. I call, called my family. I called everybody. And I was just telling them about it. And I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I'd be real excited to get an opportunity to, to move back to California. Like, it would be amazing. But I was also, like, hesitant. Because I was like, I don't want to... Like, I kind of like living with Hector and Kathy. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you and, know... And you had just committed to the, the lease as well, which was the and, biggest issue. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and uh, I committed to a lease for a year. And it was only, like, six months into living in Washington... And I wanted to at least do a year just to get the, like, out-of-state, out-of-home like experience and, like, you know, try to build something myself. But, like, this was, it wasn't a dream job, but it was the beginning to the career path I would want. So, like, you know, I was weighing, I was calling everybody to weigh pros and cons. And um, everybody who lived in California was clearly, was like, obviously had some bias because they were like, well, like, yeah, like, it'd be great for you to come back. But like I was saying, like, it wasn't like a dream job in the sense of, uh, like, this is the industry or company I want to work for the, for the rest of my life, but the stepping stone for the career path, and I would be back home in California where the weather is amazing, 
and I would be right next to my family because stuff had happened where like that I had no control and I couldn't do anything and it killed me because I was like I'm just I'm states away like if something happens there's nothing I can do and like there's just like a lot of like growing and like like because like one I'm obviously like depressed and sad about the circumstances that led up to like why I moved or what like assisted in the idea of moving Mm -hmm. and then there's being alone, being away from home, being away from friends. Like, I did have Hector and Kathy. They were, like, my second family, which was great. Um, But it's still, like, lonely. It's still a lot of time just being alone and, you know, feeling that loneliness. Right. But part of that was I had, I got to do a lot of self-reflection of myself and my life. And I really, I think I've, I've kind of dialed more into, like, what it is that I like and enjoy in my life. So, um, it was a good, you know, experience for me, I think, overall. Um, fuck, I, I've, I've been going on, like, tangents on tangents, so I don't even know where I was going. Um, no, it's, uh, like I said, this is pretty much a the therapy session, you know, just get it all out. <laughs> yeah, like a free therapy, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the days go by, you know, and... Like Thursday rolls around and I haven't heard a phone call back. You know, I'm like I'm constantly checking my phone and I'm just like, oh, I'm check. I I even messaged them. I was like, hey, I just want to you know let you guys know. Like I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity for the interview. Whether or not I'm accepted or not, I really enjoyed this. Um, it's really given me a drive back to get into like data uh, data analy- analytics and really like start driving to like build myself and grow and you know get myself out of my own rut. And, like, I didn't hear an email back. Like, 9 o'clock rolls around. That's when they uh, first called me. Like, then noon rolls around. I'm like, all right, like, maybe they're on lunch. 1 o'clock rolls around. All right, nothing. 4 o'clock rolls around. I was like, all right, like, it's end of day. And you start getting into the depression phase. Yeah, no, I get (laughs) sad. Don't you think that's funny how that works, though? It's just like you you go from like, hey, you know know what? I'm going to try applying this for like, you know, because it just because, you know, I I really don't care. You know, you don't hear from them in a few days. You call them back and like, hey, yo, uh, you know, just kind of wanted to know what was going on. You know, thank you. I I, I don't care, by the way, but like, I don't you know, I'm care. still interested. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care it's at so... all what happened. But yeah, no. So, so I start getting sad. I'm like, damn, like four o'clock rolls around. And I'm like, well, surely they're, you know, about to like leave and go home. That's it. Like, I didn't get it. They even give me a call back to tell me I didn't get it. And I was like, fuck. All right. That's whatever. the worst. So. <laughs> I started driving back, and of course I'm getting, like, texts from, like, family members, like, so did you hear? And I'm like, no, I didn't hear anything. And I get home, and I'm like, ah, I'm, like, trying not to beat myself up too much, uh, but, like, it, like, really, like, hit me on the drive home. I was like, dude, I didn't realize how badly I wanted to go home till like, I heard nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was, like, for me, it was, like, the final, like, you're not going back to California, and I was like, fuck. I, that actually hurt like it hurt to think that that there was nothing for me to like no no like real definitive reason for me to like justifiably just move back for no reason yeah no well i mean from the sounds of it it's just like 
you know, you, you, you're you excited to live on your own, you know, you're over here committing to Elise, and it's a very, a very, very, very adult thing to do. Not only that, but you're, like, miles, like, a whole state away. A few couple state away, <laughs> actually, you know, and then it's, it's, it's a very big commitment, you know, it's just like, uh-huh. you're, you're basically starting a new life, and, uh, you know, you you felt like you had nothing over here, and you finally found a light that led you back over here. And right. as you're not hearing nothing from this thing, it started slowly started to fade away. And that's how much you, you know, that's that's the the hit of realization. They're like, man, I want to go home, bro. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's yeah, just that like, damn, I really wanted to go home again. And then five, like five thirty four p.m. rolls around, which I was thinking, like, if they did like a nine to five, like that, that's it. Like when five o'clock hit, I was like, it's a done one. There's absolutely nothing. Like they have to be a nine to five company. And then like five thirty four rolls around, and they give me a call, and they're like, hey, like, we just wanted to let you know, like, we're still working things out with the paperwork, but uh, we just wanted to call and let you know you're the guy. You're it. You're you are the candidate. They're like, this isn't the official offer yet, because we're still doing all the paperwork. Because like we're just we're catching up. We're so behind. COVID's really like taking a toll on things. So like we're just working things out. But for sure, like you're the guy. So you know, like congratulations. Ah, bro, I was so happy right when I heard that. Oh, I felt like crying. Out of just yeah, yeah. sheer joy, I called everybody. I called my brother. I called my mom. I was calling everybody, just letting them know, like, bro, I'm coming back. I'm like, that's it. I, I'm coming back. Like, I'll work thing. I'll work out some details later. But yeah, like, it's a hundred percent. I'm gonna move back. And that's kind of where we are now. You know, I gathered all my things. Uh, well, my brother then he came to actually to. Funny enough, my brother was planning to visit Seattle anyways, so he was gonna come up to visit me, and hang out for just the weekend and then fly back down. But you know he had some spare like you know, uh, vacation time that he could have, and I told him about it like before he flew up here. I was like, hey, just by the way, there's a chance that you're gonna fly up to see me, and then the next week I'm gonna I'm gonna move back down. And we were laughing about the idea of that. He mo- he flies up. I get, you know, everything. I get the offer. I get everything. And I'm like, ready. And I, I, you know, I'm just chilling with them. I'm like, hey, like, what if you don't fly back down, but instead you just stay, like, three or four extra days, and we just drive back down together? And that's what we did. <laughs> he was with me on the drive from Washington back to California, back to home. And, Yeah. Now I'm here. Um, I haven't actually started work because the background process has been an absolute pain, but... Uh, Which completely sucks because I understand how that is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think it's like state regulations because I have to do like a finger... Yeah. I had to do a fingerprint scan and some other things. Um, and... I, I think I think my paperwork in, in general just got stuck in limbo. Um, I feel like it is because we're at the time where like everything from COVID is like finally like lifting up. So people are starting to get their jobs back and people are like, like, I, I feel like that's, that's probably the case. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like everything's starting to reopen up. Uh, a lot of people are getting hired again, and you know, it's just like it's the whole process again. Right, right. You know, so yeah, 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 you're in there somewhere. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just kind of just stuck in the limbo, and I emailed them. I got an email, and they were saying like, yeah, like sometimes when paperwork gets stuck like this, like we have to like manually enter some stuff. So they sent me some more paperwork, and I had to like write down some answers. And then I emailed it back to them. And then uh, I think I'm going to do something else tomorrow morning where we're going to call and hash that out. But yeah, uh, I do. I do like 100% have the job. I just need to, we just need to finish this like background stuff. The the last little push. Right. The last little push. And then I'm I'm out here. But that's, yeah, that's basically like, you know, the past like six, seven months wrapped up quickly. Yeah. and yeah, like I'm back. It's so great. I love it. And now I'm just, I'm just kind of stuck in this perpetual, like I'm back home, but nothing's really mine yet because like, there's just so much transitioning. My old, my oldest brother, um, he got a house in Lompoc. He's going to be moving out. I'm moving in. I don't really have a room yet. I'm kind of like half in a room, half in the living room. There's all kinds of things going on, but overall, I'm happy. <laughs> like, I can't complain. Uh, I I live in a big family, so we're I'm used to this kind of situation. Um, but it is like a a sudden change to go back from like I live my own room, own area. Um, and now I'm just like kind of half and half. But overall, for everything like said and done. I'm happy to be home. I'm happy to be back. I'm happy to see my. I'm happy to see everybody. I do miss Hector and Kathy a lot. I miss Chama and uh, Feifei. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I missed everybody here too. That's uh, you know. I mean, it's uh, regardless of the matter. I'm pretty sure that I feel the same way. I mean, obviously, if you ever needed. You know, I'm pretty sure that they'll always accept you with the open arms of like saying that that their home is your home as well. Right, right. I don't know. And yeah, so now my next goal is to strive. I don't even know if it's going to be possible, to be honest. Like, it wasn't much more expensive living here than it was in Washington. Um, but everything is just so expensive now because, like, my goal is to try to, like, strive to be independent but still nearby my family. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's... Uh... I feel like that's a lot more of like what people always really want, you know. I mean, you want to settle down with your parents, or your family's like close friends. Everything's just like, you know, that's a, that's a that's a dream. Who who doesn't want to live? I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm right. pretty sure some of you guys hate like you know your family members' guts, which is totally understandable. And um, you know, I mean, everyone has their own reasons, but most of us that love. And cherish our friends and family want to live near the people they love i feel it's the better way to word that definitely yeah um but i've come back with like a new mindset on like life and i've come back with like a new mindset on myself um I, it, it's it's weird to think like how much growing and I guess like this, this can be like maybe helpful for somebody like, like if you, 
if you need a change in your life, you don't necessarily have to do something drastic like move states away, but like what what really like did it for me was like just just how like out of my comfort zone I felt and how much like time I had on my hands to like really like dive deep into myself and like because I went out there with the idea like I need like a uh, I need like a change in myself or something because I need to like develop and grow as a person because obviously the person I was wasn't a good person and wasn't like doing good things and I just kind of I kind of put myself in a rut I went from like working long hours working long days um to doing absolutely nothing and just being in a rut and I got complacent with my life and I just needed a change and I don't know that actually all of that was not even advice yet my 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 actual point to like what like things are and like what could actually be helpful for someone is so much can change in your life like if you like genuinely just put in the work to just like bet try to like better yourself or try to come up with like new mindsets for yourself in life because like in these like six seven months I, I feel like i've learned to understand myself more and what it is that i enjoyed out of life and what it is that i think i'll appreciate more in the future so and it's not perfect right now like i'm not you know at the level i want to be but i at least, at least have set up like the goals and the ideas and ideals I want to follow to get to where I want to be in the future. Now I just got to work mm. at it. But, I mean, that was something good for me because, like, you know, now I feel like I'm going to be less complacent and I have more of a drive to get to where I want to be. That's, uh, yeah, I mean... It's, that's a base of where it starts, you know. I mean, like we we don't plan, you know, um, on getting these achievements that we get by just sitting down and doing nothing. If you want a change, you know, for for instance, you know, I like I, I applied as a joke, uh-huh. as as a joke. I I didn't intend to get the job that I landed, you know, and. Um, I, I just said, you know, I was like, eh, you know, I mean, I get off of work, I come home, I sit down, and I, you know, be on the computer for hours, right. you know, after work. Um, a, a, a sacrificing one day, you know, to, like, uh, make some plans to something that could possibly make my life better, you know, is, is laying on the line. You know, one day away from the computer it cannot hurt, right. you know? call out you know set some uh some uh, some little appointments you know set an interview date um next week sacrifice another day and boom you know i mean get hired on the spot you know i mean just get off of your lazy ass and go do it you know 100%. You, you never know what it, it, you, you never know what can come out of it. it's it's one day you know whether it's like you know applying for a new job starting to work out you know, that's a, that's another thing, you know, start off small, do 10 pushups, you know, like uh, go, go for a run. That's already more than the person that's sitting down in his lazy ass, you know, just, just eating chips, watching TV, you know, <laughs> baby steps. Yeah. No, you, know, you, you got that. <laughs> it, it, it really is amazing. Like 
how uh, we can evolve to being better with just small, like one one steps, like just the small baby steps. And yeah, it can be something as simple as just applying as a joke into taking the time to actually, you know, set up your, your appointments, your interview dates, um, to just like, yeah, just going to the gym once and then just going to the gym again, doing it again, start off small, like 30 minutes. If 30 minutes is all you can do, 30 minutes is all you can do. No, ain't, ain't no shame in that because you can do 30 minutes one week. Then the next week, maybe you can do 45 minutes that week. Then the next week, maybe you can start doing an hour. And just like that small time frame, you've doubled how long you can go. You know? And maybe like it takes more. Like, I don't know. Like, everybody's different. And everybody's progress is different. And, and that is true. But the biggest key step, the biggest key is the baby steps. Like, right. do, do, do what you can do. Don't sit around and complain about your fucking life if you're not going to take the control to actually make a change for yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was it? I think I had one more. Uh, I mean, we could also save it for... I don't even know how long the time has been. Let me, let me go check. I'm actually in a different room from my computer, funny enough. <laughs> I, have to, I have to go physically walk, go check. Are you on the double decker? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, we're about like 44 minutes in right now. So we got some time. So actually, it felt like that was a much longer conversation than it really was, but I don't know. Maybe it always does. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think something else um, that, you know, we mentioned is. And, you know, maybe we'll have the whole time to cover it here. Maybe we'll cover it again because um, it's always great to get new perspectives on it. Is, uh, like, because you had called or we were just talking, like, late night. And we are just saying, like, how we don't allow ourselves to get help from other people and how that's dumb. Oh, that is, yeah. And how, how it's, uh... it's so stupid to let, like, we have this innate idea that, like, we, it's somehow weak if like you ask somebody help to get a job or you ask somebody help for anything, it, it can be like literally anything. It, 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 I was uh, bringing that. Um, I, I believe we were talking about how, uh, how upset I was with myself because um, I ended, I, I ended up getting this job because I, a part of me believes that I got this job because my sister was the one that kind of like sent me the flyer. Uh -huh. And uh, she has a friend that um, her wife works in the pharmacy, you know, and uh, I felt that that had a big impact on why I got hired. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, part of me was just like, yeah, you know, that interview wasn't just me. You know, it wasn't, you know, like, like I got the job because I know somebody that knows somebody, right? you know. And um, I was beating myself up to the point because, like, you know, I, I felt like it, I didn't do it myself. Uh, but then I just kept thinking about it, and I was just like, why is it so hard for us, maybe as men or just people in general, why is it so hard for us to accept help? You know, whether it's, like, sometimes, like, it's, like, 
it can be like maybe just like as as little of just like, like you know hey like you know I can get you an interview with my boss, you know, and I can get you to do this. You know, I mean, like, you know, sometimes it's okay, but sometimes it's just looked down upon. Like, you know, for instance, growing up in high school, there's those kids that, like, their parents help them buy their first car at 18. And, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, that's mommy's money or that's daddy's money. I was just like, why is it so bad (laughs) that their parents that work so hard for their foundation so their kids don't have to, like, you know, like, (laughs) live, like, maybe how, like, they did growing up? Like, what's so wrong with, like, a parent, you know, like, not wanting their child to live how they lived when they're, like, growing up, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, and I was just, like, it's probably just, like, that mindset that, like, you know, has always been in the back of people's mind. They post, uh, like, I bought myself a new car, and it wasn't with mommy or daddy's money, you know? It's just, like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Right. It's it's, it's very hard for me to, like, accept that, you know? And I'm starting to let go of that you know, feeling of like, yeah, you know, it, it was me. Just like how in the pharmacy there's people that come in to pick up their medicine because they need it, you know? It's just like sometimes we need help from others, whether it's like, you know, a, a small, like, you know, like I'm not asking you to go out there and be like, hey, yo, like, hey, Javi, can I borrow um uh, $2,000? I, I got you next week, bro, like, you know? Right. The, like not not that type of help, you know, like but like really, really need the help, you know. It's just like like yeah. talking to someone, you know, like get getting in a job interview, you know, just anything, you know, just like be a good friend. When did <laughs> that like, you know, start being looked down upon? Yeah, I think some of it for us is like I mean, it, probably it's not for every. I feel like it is kind of prevalent in like most cultures. It could just be a generational thing, but like, at least for like traditional Mexican dads, it's like, you know, you lose your like machismo. Like you're you're not a man if like it's not all you. Yeah. Like, I I think and I think some of that's like from like older generations where they'll. Because you'll have, like, your, uh, like, grandpas or uncles or whatnot be like, you see all this? Like, I, I did all this. Like, this this was, like, yeah. my, my land. I built this farm. I provide. I do all this. Like, oh, and then they, like, turn to, like, their 14-year-old nephew or something. Like, and what are you doing with your life, huh? When I was your age, which, I was doing uh, this. And now you're like, Which is which, which completely, like, you know, fucking amazing. Like, that, that, that's why that term built different is a thing. I'm not that guy, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not that guy. <laughs> I, I am not that guy. Like, chill, Grandpa. Chill. You don't got to go in on me. Uh, but yeah, yeah. No, like, obviously, like, their accomplishments, you know, are great and amazing but you know i mean yeah it's quite you know amazing and all but like back then everything was a lot cheaper too you know (laughs) things were cheaper (laughs) things were more available like i guess not like that there was more like opportunity because like obviously now like you can get a job at doing absolutely anything but like that is true but back then that is true back then like you know, there was just more available land that you could acquire. 
um, things were cheaper, um, and I, everything uh, changes within time. You know, it's yeah. just like for, for the, which brings us back to the point of take advantage of getting off of your lazy ass and do something because opportunities like this can come not by a you know like maybe you you get the good deal of getting some cheap land you know you you, you never know if you don't get off your lazy ass you know <laughs> true but um yeah like like we can go back like just a bit and then just think about like why like why like we don't want to like take help because like growing up i was i was a lot of the same way and like uh i think part of this is like at least for like most guys that I talk to, um, I, we're all very emotional beings, and like for That's us, like, for sure. And for us, it's like it's very hard, like, to like express these emotions. Like, I don't talk about personal problems or personal emotions with like my family at all, because like I don't know. It's like some part of me is like I'm the older brother, you know. I, even though I'm the middle child, like I'm an older brother. Um, we didn't have a father growing up. I should be some kind of role model. I can't appear to look weak. I can't appear to have problems. I should be like succeeding so that you know they can understand or they can see what like success looks like, and they they you know that they can do it. So I try not to like appear to have many like issues. At least like more now that I was growing up, like yeah. But like deep down, like I'm very emotional. I have a lot of like deep, deep rooted problems and I don't talk to many people about it. Um, but I've been finding it more easier to like open up in like social media environments or even just like one on like, like this is a one-on-one -on -one conversation, but I know it has the possibility of being listened to by other people. And the idea that maybe someone else can read it and be like, I'm not alone is what makes it easier to talk about it for me because even if this reaches one person's ears that helps them then by all means doing all this process and to like upload it and get it out there is worth it that is for sure that's um i i don't expect anybody to like listen to <laughs> me like in general like Right, right. I'm gonna be real with you. Like, I, I don't, I don't know who's gonna listen to this. Who's like, who, like, oh, yeah, one no. person, two people, my dog, you know, probably like in the yeah. other room, just they... like, yo, shut up. They you know, are... know what I mean? <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough, well, we actually had a small audience, like small audience of like seven people, I think, like seven genuine listeners. <laughs> but by now they're gone. <laughs> it's, uh, it is but, what it is. If, if right. they come back to yeah. listen to i mean it, it's it's perfectly fine but like i said i'm using this as a fear but therapy as a therapy session yeah you know kind of to just express how what's what's going on how i feel things and like you know i mean and if you can get something out of it if uh you know whatever person listening to kind of just uh you know can relate in some way or form you know and then you know, maybe maybe even in, leave a comment in the section. You know, just like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, this 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 was helpful in some way or form. You know, then yeah, I guess, I guess it's it's worth it more than enough. And if you have any questions on uh, how to deal with things, we are not doctors in any form, but we <laughs> will listen to you. 
We're, we're, you know what I mean? We are two self-diagnosed dumbasses. <laughs> Um, we're not saying we're doctors or any professional, you know, like no. things, but I, I, I may be deaf on one ear, but I'm a good listener and I know how to read to an extent, True. but, um, you know, if, if there's something you, you want to talk about, you know, like maybe just like, Hey, you know, like I, I will be able to put my two cents, but like I said, we're not doctors, mm-hmm. but we will listen. Yeah, we're definitely not professionals in any way, shape, or form for, like, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, giving advice, but. I just I want to specify, like just... too, like, you know, it's just, like, that That it's, um, all, although we're saying that this is therapeutical for us to talk about, like, you know, our problems uh-huh. and um, how we solve things. It doesn't work like that for everybody. Everyone's different, right? You know, yes. for for instance, you know, like moving a state, you know, ain't gonna solve all your problems. Nope, I you think know, it makes apl- more. applying <laughs> applying for something is not gonna guarantee you a job, but you know, the 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 point given is just like you know, get, get up and and do something to make change in your life. Right. We, you know? <laughs> we, we all at some point have to start, you know, doing these first steps to getting to where it is that we truly want to be you know to find that place where you belong is a really hard task and being stuck in your life won't ever you know put you where you need to be so it's just important to do the first thing and do that first step no matter how much and believe in yourself and believe but and but believe it's hard. Word. It, it is. I, no, but it really it, it, it is. It, 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 it ties it ties in a lot to like like why we don't accept help. It's like like I don't want help from like like emotionally like like let's just say for this like not even like I I know you were saying like you know you don't you know you feel bad that you got help for getting your job and that's totally like fine like you know I I understand like why you would feel that way because I would feel that same way. But I also feel that same way about like emotional help, like, like being an older brother and like being that role model. Like I always felt like I can't look. Weak. You also forgot being a man, you know, don't and... forget that part being a man. <laughs> being a man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, but that's true for like, you know, Mexican culture, like a man didn't have, was not supposed to have emotions. You were supposed to, yeah. you're supposed to be strong. You're supposed to, you know, always be doing your thing and you're you're just you're not weak the and crying, that is true crying is weak uh showing sympathy is weak being kind is weak so that's why like a lot of Mex- like old like traditional mexican dads are just they're just hard asses a bunch of old people in general are like that yeah and um the you know the messed up part about it is it's uh I feel this. That's why so many younger people like us, and maybe even like the younger generation growing up now, is on uh, you know the all-time high for um, uh, depression. You know, <laughs> a lot of people are on uh, Cetrolin and uh, all that uh, good stuff. You know, oh, because that... they feel like they cannot talk to their parents about you know their certain feelings, and it's a. Uh, Mm-hmm. You'll 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 find you'll find your way, you right. know. Yeah, and 
And you know, like I have, I, like I, I say I don't talk to my family, but I, I do talk to like my mom sometimes about like a lot of things. Funny enough, like it's so weird. Our like therapy or like talk time about like real problems or sometimes or like things I'm feeling is when she's cutting my hair. It's so weird, mm-hmm. and, but and that's true even for like other people. Their therapy is when they go get their hair cut because they talk to a barber. And they're just, just talking about their just correct. And they're just talking. They're just shooting like I'm gonna be sitting in this chair anyways, getting my hair cut. Might as well talk to you, huh? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm gonna be honest. Like a lot of the times, my first barber, I did not have that connection with. I just went in, said what's up, sat down, complete <laughs> silence for maybe like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like you know, just me looking at the TV, you know. Uh, every now and then he flipped me around to kind of like do the 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 lineup for the front of my hair. We'd make direct eye contact, said n- not a word to each other. You know, gives me the mirror, give him the nod. How much? You know, pay the man and leave. You know, <laughs> but uh, now I I I I found a barber that uh, appreciates me for who I am. You know. And, no, it's mm-hmm. it's a yeah, you know. I mean, that that is very true. You know, you go in, they ask you like, "Hey, how's it do? How's your day going?" And I don't know why, man, but they 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 just know what to say, man. Like, really, I, I think they're. I mean, obviously, like part of the, I think part of the job is like cutting hair, and then like somehow the other part of the job is just like being able to converse. Cause, yeah, you know. You know, they get to talk to many people. And they have a lot of like probably experience with just everything. You know, they've heard they've heard a lot of stories. They heard a lot of things. Yeah. And uh, so what are they going? Oh yeah. So like, help with like emotions. Like, and it, it never occurred to me like I could be going to my friends and talking to people about like how I'm feeling. Like even just being like, like I I don't think to this day. Or actually, maybe when I was drunk, I think I, I called you and, and texted you. I Actually, yes, because you have Snapchat screenshots of when I drunk messaged you <laughs> for emotional <laughs> health. And that's, uh, you know, I mean, that's uh, one way to get emotions out. People um, drink alcohol, and, and, that, and that's when the truth comes out, because you're vulnerable. You don't know what you're really thinking, but you just want to let it out. Right. Not saying drinking will, you know, <laughs> yeah, will make you feel better. Drink responsible. You know, drink, drink responsible. Although it makes you feel, you know, very different. You know, it's uh, it's not. Don't don't make it a habit. Do it for fun. Yeah, do you it. Know? Do it for fun. But yeah, so like, I never was like a person to like, just like call up somebody like, yo, but like, I don't know, man, I'm feeling kind of down. You know, these are kind of my issues, and I just don't know, and, like, my self-worth is declining. Never. No, I I mean, maybe there's people out there who converse like that, and that's great. That's amazing. You guys are fucking wonderful people for doing that. If you're, like, if you're talking to people, or maybe you're the friend that's asking other people how they're doing and to try to get the truth out of them and to help them out, work out their emotions. I was never like that. I don't know if my brothers are like that. I don't know if anyone in my family is like that. But because that's like this... I feel like your mother is. Your mother is a very wonderful person. Yeah, no, she is. She's amazing. You could be with that like that with her. If I if I go up there and tell her how I'm feeling, she'll she'll lay it on she'll lay it on truth. No. 
but what I've noticed, what what I what I really like dug down and noticed about myself is, I was a guy who would always bottle up his emotions until they turned into white hot rage that would just get unleashed for random reasons. And that's not healthy. It's a very unhealthy habit to have. It's, it's a very, it's a very it's... bad habit to have. And but that's just how I was. I would just let I would just bottle up anything, anything sad, anything mad, like anything angry. Like I would just bottle up everything until like I just snap and I would just get really mad. Everything would piss me off. I couldn't enjoy anything. I just hated everything. Like ever, like anybody would know. It didn't matter who it was too. It could be my family. It could be my friends. I would just be a huge dick to everybody, because I was just, I didn't express any of my emotions. I didn't let anything out. I didn't tell anybody anything. I didn't get any help because I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't care about my self worth, and I felt like I don't know, like that was a strong thing to do. Like me being a hard mm-hmm. ass and being a dick to everybody was me being tough and me being strong, but it's not. It's being. It's actually more weak than it is tough. That is true because I mean it's it's gonna come a point in time where you're gonna say the wrong thing to the people you hold dearest to, and um, saying the wrong thing sometimes to a friend won't mean much, but doing it once, twice, you know, eventually it's gonna be the last straw, right. and um, you know, but that's that's how you lose people. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and. You know, now, like, even, like, I'm 25, and I barely learned about, like, you know, being more expressive with myself. Like, I think I was getting to the point, I was doing it here and there a little bit, but never, like, a whole lot. And now I'm trying to do it more. And I've I found that, and I, I mentioned it before, but I find it easier when I'm doing it, like where it's like an open broadcast type thing. Like now if I want to express like something and I'm feeling like really lonely, I'll just, I'll type out like paragraphs on my Instagram story about how I'm feeling. And it just seems easier that way because you can either just, I, I get it out to everybody who looks at my story. Um, so I'm not, or you just do it for yourself. Yeah. I, I do it for myself. Yeah, I do like, I do it for myself just so I express my emotions out. And then people who see it can choose to flip through it quickly and not read any of it, or they can read it. And then you have a choice where you can respond and be like, hey, how are you doing all right? Or you just don't. But this way for me, because like, for me, and this is bad for me, because like, I should be able to like, go to my friends and be like, hey, you got a minute to talk. I'm just feeling this kind of way. Um, But... I have it stuck in my head where I'm a, like when I'm do that I I'm bothering somebody and you shouldn't look at it that way because it's a it's a bad way to like view yourself and your emotions because I'm just attacking myself worse by doing that. Um, but this way at least this way it works for me because I don't feel like I'm bothering you because if you're already taking the time to go through my story you are you're either interested in it or you're just doing it because you're just getting it out of the way of your like little yeah. feed at the top. So it's more like it, it more or less puts the ball in your court. Like, Hey, like you have the opportunity if you want to read my emotions and care about it. If not, that's fine for me. Part of it was just putting it out there already kind of release, like releases that. And like now I'm not bottling it up because it's out there for somebody else, whether they want to like bring it up to me or not. 
But yeah, like I said, like for me, this release kind of works. And talking about it like this way, because works out for me too, because I now also say it verbally and I get instant feedback from whoever I'm conversing with here. Correct. So, yeah, uh, I think for for me at least, this is a a good way for me to get help, and I'm glad I have it. Really, I think I think doing it um, is good for me because using both these mediums as outlets will lead to less um, just angry outbursts. And I, I think eventually it'll get to the point where I don't necessarily need these mediums. And maybe I can hopefully just get to a point where I can just talk to people. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, every, everyone needs their own way. And as long as it's working, just keep doing it. You know, I mean, you know, whether it's uh, a lot of the times it's recommended for people to to do a journal and just kind of just like look back at it or like take it with them to their therapy session. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I feel like in a way for me that didn't work when um, I was requested to deal with my anxiety because I felt like by them telling me they diagnosed me with anxiety and to keep a journal and just write it and like take it with me, you know, it's just like, it doesn't work for me because it's just like in a way that's the same way as bottling it up, you know, you're keeping it in one spot and you take it with you to get it reviewed, Uh you know? Right. Right. And, um, for me, it just became easier to just kind of like, Hey, you know, I mean, I feel like I'm a great communicator with people and Mm -hmm. I connect with people in a certain you know, way there's there's some people that say they 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 look to, up to me in a certain way, and um, I look. Up I you. wanted to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's and it, 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 it means a lot because like I I I like to use that as a as a base of me. Like you know, I I have people that I definitely bug on on a regular basis. You know, for one one of them is Luis. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, that man is just like I—I I don't know how he does it, but it, that man's hit hard. Uh, the you know everything, you uh-huh. know, from from me with my angry outburst of just like just because there there's always people willing to listen to you, whether it's you, you know, I I, I talk to you, I call you on random occasions. I'm like, hey, you know, I need to run, you know, I need to bounce something off of you real quick. You know, it's it's. Right. It's becoming easier and easier to, you know, do stuff like that because it's just it's it's always great to have a second opinion. It's always great to have, you know, that person that, you know, you you, you got people that care about you. Right. And um you know, a, a real friend is always going to, you know, be like, "Yeah, you know, I I got a couple of minutes, you know." You know, or like even if you don't want to take it as far as like give them a call, leave them a text, eventually they'll get back to you. Right. You know? Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, you know, I, I hate the journals, man. 
<laughs> I feel like this is a lot more interesting because it goes unplanned right. to, to, to canvas and, and then it's just like you, you, you're you painting as it goes, you know? Right, absolutely. But yeah, uh, this actual podcast was, uh, uh, we were just on Discord and a bunch of people were here and then a bunch of people got off and you and me were left and I was like, hey Mike, how, how late are you going to be? And you're like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a bit longer. And then I just started talking. I put on... I hit, you just, you just stood. I, hit, I, don't, I don't know if you were kidding me. Not I, I hit record and I just started doing the intro and here we, you know, here we are like an hour later. Yeah, you know, it's, and then it's, uh, it's, it's great because, um, yeah, no, it's just, it, it's I, raw I, I, dialogue. Like, none it's, it's raw, and and that's that's at its purest form, because, like, that's where you, like, realize how dumb an idea is, or, like, hey, you know, I'm actually spitting, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you ever had those late night, I, I know people, if whoever is out there listening, you know, if, if maybe, like, you know, it's just, like, so, someone's gonna relate to, like, one of those late night talks with that friend. You know, I'm talking about the, the those people that like have really good conversations together late at night outside of a drive through at Jack in the Box or something, and they're just having those talks. You know, it's just like you know, you just you just let stuff out, and you just feel good. You know, whether whether it's like an idea that you guys want to, you know, like hey, you know, let's start a food truck together. Like hey, we should start doing this. You know, I mean, like don't 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 do it because you feel like you got to. Just do it, like. You know, just to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like you, you get good conversations out of things. You get good ideas, you know? You just just paint that canvas. Yeah. Uh. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, a, having a creative uh, outflow is, uh, like, it, it just whatever way you can be, like, creative or whatever way you can just get out your thoughts or ideas and just put them on something. Like, whatever your canvas is going to be, like, just put it on there and just, you know, find what works for you. Now, whether that canvas looks uh, like uh, modern art or, you know, uh, the Mona Lisa or whatever, you know, <laughs> just, just be proud of what you did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> be, be, be proud of you. <laughs> like, I did that. <laughs> I feel like... This is, this is a problem. Uh, at least, like our other uh, podcast, uh, we uh, we try to discuss. Like, let's have some, let's get have some topic points. And now it's like, damn, like we really hit that combo. Yeah, I mean, which we'll probably, you know, yeah. uh, we're still figuring it out. You know, right, right. Well, well, I mean... well look, I think I think these um, just late night talks, I think, would be good. Um, just to have insomnia talk. <laughs> insomnia talk. I think these would be cool. Um, I think also I'm gonna work like obviously once schedules and stuff. Like once I like get back to work, grind, and just figuring out my routine, my schedule. I I want to go back to more like not necessarily like scripted, but more like planned out talks would be great. Uh, I don't I don't plan on. Like actually, we have absolutely nothing planned for like podcast things. Like, as far as like what we're gonna be, I think we're always just gonna be ourselves, and that's entirely random. Whatever our mm -hmm. whatever our topic is gonna be, whatever our conversation is gonna be, it like 
not- yeah, I feel like it's uh, it, it works a lot more better because um, <laughs> we're we're, tr- we're sitting there trying to think of topics most of the time, and it's just like you know, on on paper it seems easy, but like eventually you're gonna find out things to like you know, like hey, you know, this isn't really a good idea. We can't all agree on this. Um, especially when we have like more than like two heads talking because like I can like say like, Hey, you know, this would be good to talk about, or this would be good to talk about. But when you're trying to work together as like a a group of like four or five, everyone wants to do a little bit of something, you know, they want to talk about this. They want to talk about that. And I feel like that's where we struggled because some people felt like they didn't have, um, you know, stay in a talk because they couldn't relate to this. So like just having this raw, you know, material to kind of just like burn at it. And then, you know, every, everyone's got to have like, you know, something else to pitch in. I, I feel like this works out a little bit better for us. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll see, we'll see what's work, what works best. Right. Yeah. I, I kind of sometimes like having uh, a lot of voices for something, but you're mm-hmm. right where it's like, you know, people feel like they don't talk, but, um yeah there's just a lot but uh i i think like more or less like when we're saying like we don't have like we don't have like a category of like conversations like i don't know like sometimes we're going to be like you know we'll talk about something like entertaining or like something that happened and our own thoughts and opinions on it or some like if it was like a movie we had watched or something else mm-hmm. um or we're just going to like randomly talk about anything or maybe you know, maybe I'll get stoned and I'll talk about just random ass things, and you guys can try to figure out if I'm actually like a human being or not. <laughs> I, have I have I told you about cassettes, and cassette players? Do you do you ever just think about how fucking wild it is that we have? I think I talked about it in the podcast. Uh, you ever just think about how wild it is that we have machines that can record sound waves and put it on some kind of film? That then we have another um, we have another machine yeah. that fucking reads it and plays it out as a fucking audible sound that you can hear with your ears and it's replayable. That's wild. That that is crazy. But um, <laughs> would you believe me if I told you that I still buy cassettes and vinyls? <laughs> yeah, I believe you. Yeah, my my old Camry had a um a cassette player in there. Uh huh. And um, every now and then there's like certain artists that would um, have, uh, you know, their album drops and they would release their, you know, their music on cassettes. Mm -hmm. For instance, you know, I have uh, some Billie Eilish and Ariana Grande on some cassettes. And (laughs) unfortunately, those are gone because my Camry is uh, nowhere to be found, you know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Uncle took it to the shop and it just never returned, huh? Just, just never returned. I mean, he he paid me for it, you know. But um, according to him, the guy the guy's still getting to it. He's just got a lot of work laying around, yeah. which is understandable because it's probably like one of those, you know, very very old school shops. He's got a lot of projects going on, which is fine because I mean, he paid me for the car, uh-huh. but. Eventually, I'll buy it back <laughs> you, for the you, right price. You can just be like, "Yo, are those cassettes still in there, though?" <laughs> they better be, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I have so many cassettes in that in that, in that car. 
<laughs> That's kind of cool, actually, to be honest. Like, my current car has a cassette player, not a CD player. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... It's it's even crazier when uh those those things have a have you seen the aux cords for those <laughs> those things? It's like an actual cassette that you put in the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, and it's, then there's a wire hanging yeah, out of it. Yeah, it's what I, it's what I got now. <laughs> it's what I'm rocking currently. <laughs> and it's funny yeah. because after after like such a period of time, it'll like it'll like eject itself and like. Like it's like starting like a next like a new track or something or replaying. It. Okay. <laughs> like, you gotta flip it around. Yeah, it, it'll like it'll like make a sound like it's ejecting, and then it'll just like set itself back in place, and then the music will, will resume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you gotta cool. keep that vintage on. <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep, yeah. Um. Well, let me see what where we're at before I, if I decide that we got, because I wasn't sure how long that conversation would take. <sighs> oh, we're at about an hour 20. Okay. Um, hour 30 is probably good. So we'll end it with, uh, I, I like this tradition of uh, just talking about what we're up to, like currently, like in terms of like, are you like playing anything, watching anything, reading anything? Um, Elden Ring, One Piece, uh, you know, yeah. the usual. Yeah. Other than Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Okay. I have, uh, I've been getting into, like, reading manga and mm-hmm. trying to watch more TV and, like, film. Uh, I was going to st- I actually started five minutes into The Queen's Gambit, and then I uh, started, and then I got told to go do something, and I just never turned it back on. But... Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> but I do want to watch The Queen's Gambit just to see. I actually, this, like, uh, a week and a half ago, I watched uh, uh, Alias, Alias, Al, it's like A-L-I-A-S. It's like, uh, Alias's Grace on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. And that was actually a pretty good watch. Ending was a little weird. Um uh, just roughly, it's about a girl who was accused for murder, and she tells her story mm-hmm. uh, to a psychiatrist. So, uh, that was a good watch. Um, but manga, I have uh, I caught up all with Jujutsu Kaisen, and I am mm-hmm. super hyped for what this anime can bring. Um, but I've also finally... And actually, find I actually started. I said it on one podcast. I was gonna start, or I started it, and I didn't actually do it. Um, I had planned to. I just didn't actually do it. <laughs> I uh, am on that One Piece grind currently. Yes, sir. And you know, I'm like on chapter like 150 something, I think, or episode. Which is the Drum Kingdom Island for any of those uh, familiar with that. <laughs> Yeah, or I guess for uh, anime people, I'm like on episode like 87 out of, you know, like episode 1 million. Baby steps are amazing. Baby steps, yeah, you're definitely right. One thing I will say that's kind of hard about One Piece, um, and it's not a fault to One Piece itself. It's not a fault at all, really. It's more or less because like, obviously, like I have a bit of understanding about what goes on later, which makes it kind of hard because like you watch things now. 
and it's early, it's early 90s animation, which makes total total sense on why it is the way it is. But you can't appreciate like how strong these characters are early because everything is just so goofy and quirky. Mm-hmm. But you know that's like that's just a, a product of the time it was made and manufactured, or maybe that's the way. Oda I, I feel it. like I, I I feel like it's uh it, it's it's gonna make more sense along when it goes. And I I recently came across a um a video on TikTok where someone was saying that One Piece starting One Piece feels like an eternity. But for those that are caught up, it's not long enough of an anime or, you know, a show or a story or whatever you want to call it. And that's the that's that's exactly what I was expecting you to do, because it's a it's a very interesting way. Oda tells his story a very, very, very very interesting way like my, my my man like literally spends ungodly amounts of hours crafting this you know every now and then he he has like maybe one or two weeks of break and he continues his grind to bring us um the, the chapters and the animation that he does but um for the for those of you guys that are that are you know caught up you know it's a, it's it's i feel like it's an understandable statement from my part but as someone who just started, it's it's an eternity. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I I just need more, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah. No, I, like I I kind of get like I can only imagine what it's been for like One Piece fans who have been fans since the beginning, or like very early on, because it must be it's been an absolute hell for someone like you, Mike, to have just been going week by week, chapter by chapter. Whereas for me, I'm like, yeah. damn, I have so much to catch up on, and then I'm gonna get I, caught I up. Have, I, have, I have taken some breaks, believe it or not. Where it's just, um, I, I left the chapters kind of like, you know, sit down like a fine wine, right. while also trying to keep my Twitter closed, <laughs> while I have like all my One Piece, you know, info and like, you know, like just uh, people just posting fan art. That's it's it's really hard. You know, trying not to get spoiled and like you know, kind of just to take a break off of a show, you know, and right, right, like hey, you know, like I, I, I can't dodge this. Yeah, because I, because uh, I, I did Jujutsu, Ka- Jujutsu Kaisen first, and by the by the time I finished the anime, Jujutsu Kaisen was on like chapter one, like one seventy, one seventy seven, I think, and or one seventy five, some some shit like that, and. When you finish the anime, you're like on chapter like fifty something. So like I burned through like 120 chapters like within like a week and a half, and I was like, "What? There's I just gotta wait. I can't ask mm-hmm. it. I can't ask questions. Nobody knows the answers to things. I'm, I'm just, I'm at the forefront of knowledge. Like, come on, man. Like, give me something. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So I can only imagine that's what it's just like for like people who are just been like into One Piece so early, and you're just like. Uh, when you're in, probably in like some juicer of an arc and you're just waiting oh, yeah. chapter by chapter, like oh, rough. I feel you bad. have no idea what's I, coming up right now. Now, the people I think who have it the absolute worst are Hunter Hunter fans because their writers just 
he he's by the fucking beach or something collecting money, do like sipping on who knows what. I don't know what that I mean, man doing. When your wife is the creator of Sailor Moon, I guess you got it like that, you know? <laughs> he got it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, because, like, yeah, there, there's so many fucking breaks and hiatuses <laughs> for that guy. Um, but, yeah. All right. Well, you know, that's that that's that's the show, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Um, I really do appreciate... You know, you listening and just, I don't know, just hearing us out, you know, what we talk about. And I know, I, I know we were gone. I promise you we're, tr- we're, tr- we're trying to work on it. And just like we're trying to work on this podcast, we're going to continue to work on ourselves because uh, we're not done. We're not done. We're not at our final forms. I, you know, I wouldn't even say we're at our like third form change. We're barely on our first. At least for me. I don't know about you, Mike. I don't know, man. I, I'm still trying to figure it out, you know, <laughs> which is, uh, it's, it's fine. You're not you know, on, you're baby not on, steps. You're not on gear one yet. Mm-mm, man, I'm, 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 re- I, I erased my whole fucking portfolio and I'm rewriting this, uh, this story. Yeah. It's a fucking you reboot, know. huh? <laughs> Series reboot. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I hit the reset button, you know, hard reset. I, I want to <laughs> And maybe you'll pick up people who know me will pick up on what I put down. I want a serious reboot, but I want to bring back a couple old characters from my uh, story. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Look, I'll work on it. I don't know. Only time will tell. All I know is I'm gonna I'm gonna try my best to be a better person for everybody around me, and you know I I just I hope for the better of things, and I will just continue to be me. Cause that's all you can be. Just be you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Uh, you all have a wonderful rest of your day, night, evening, whatever you're doing. Uh, happy birthday. Happy everything.